Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! (laughs) You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. I gotta get a good one. Hey, welcome back, folks. It's the it is the second hour of power with Danny Bush and me, Tommy the True Newbauer. Christian Jaskulski is on the board today. And uh folks, uh you can enter in the conversation at any time. All you gotta do is call 414-799-1250. And uh well, like Danny says, if you got fishing reports, hunting reports, trees down in the neighborhood, but I don't think there were any big You've storms around here. seen anything strange seen in the sky. seen any monster opossums. You've seen any UFOs. Yeah. I'm still Stop listening to Coast to Coast hey, at was, night, and was, I'm a hey, firm believer. I was listening to that this morning. Good, me too. And and it was, God, it was hilarious. Now they're talking about different dimensions, you know. you got different dimensions around in there. They're moving from dimension to dimension. It's well, like, people are doing what they call... Uh, <laughs> teleporting viewing yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had one guy who like was in the army and they like tried to they're like spies but they like how do they do it they like teleport their transport their mind somewhere and spot i forget what they call it you know that i'd like to try it I though would, it sounds like a great yeah. time but okay believe like it or not teleport Danny, myself yeah. to the playboy mansion yeah. and well, observe this sounds like, and and uh, and I'm I'm not bragging here, or nothing. I'm just stating facts. Go ahead and but, brag, Tom. Why no, not? I'm not. But it sounds like uh, a movie that I was in, um, that uh, it was about like teleport. How many movies were you in? Just just the two. Oh, it was know? two. I thought it was just Wait, one. Wait, what? Hold no. on. You've been in movies? Major League, yeah. buddy. Major League was one, and then the Wait, other hold, one. The other one I just was watched. Time. What the hell's the name of it? Time in the Bottle? Time of the Bottle? I'd have to look it up. But anyway, uh, I played a lieutenant. Actually, I had a number of speaking lines in that one. Um, I played Lieutenant Nick. Anyway, but a genie in a bottle or something like that. It was something weird. But anyway. It never really won any awards at the Keynes Film Festivals? No, it didn't. No, I don't think it did. No big royalties you can still collect on? That's why you're sitting here with me. I didn't even get paid for it. (laughs) <laughs> wow! It was just one of those things where they needed an old, fat, ugly guy to play. Oh, no, you were a Tom Selleck-looking guy back in the day. Well, this I saw, was just, look up Major League: The Crowd no, Scene. This, He's with Bob Euchre. I'm I'm, go- I'm on Google right Weren't now. Were you sitting with in. Bob Euchre in what? that? In Major League, wasn't like you and Bob Euchre and some other guys like in a press box together? Yeah, I, I was a reporter in the press yeah. box. 
Yeah, yeah you didn't a, get, and you didn't you're get sitting paid there with a smoke. This. Oh, for that I got paid for. I was going to say, league. you know how what I got paid for that? How much did a whole four dollars an hour? I did twelve hours one day, thirteen the next. Got paid a whole hundred dollars for that twenty-five hour. Yeah, hundred dollars for forty for twenty. Four, no, 25 hours. I'm going to have to. Well, but you were hoping like it would launch your career because you were no. waiting tables at the same time, too, hoping, yeah, right. waiting no. for your big break. And this was going to no, be. No, actually, it. they wanted me back for another day. You know, all us extras there, you know, right. they wanted us back. And I said, I got a business to run. You know, that's when I had the bait and tackle shop. And I said, I can't be here another day. Just, I mean, literally, just waste time. I mean, it was like you did your scene like eight or 10 times over, over, over. Do it again, do it again, do it again. And they take like the best one, right? And then you sit and you wait and for like six, seven hours. You just sit around doing nothing. Or you might go out when it's lunchtime, go out with the other cast members. You know, they're getting, I met a number of the cast members. That's why there's so much you sexual know, harassment going on. I, These guys got, got nothing all this to do. time on their oh, hands. But I'll tell you nothing what, to do but grab the girl's skirt next to you. I guess These I can, guys are bored. Yeah, That's I, the problem. I guess I can tell you this. Okay, tell us. I think it were Is past, it past the statute of limitations? I think so. Um, but we were in the press box, right? And, you know, we're all sitting around talking during one of these waits before the next scene, you know. So I just picked up the phone. I thought, oh, maybe I can call home, you know. Picked up the phone and, oh, oh hey, it's working. Well, I wonder if it's working for, and I decided to call my friend. Well, he used to be a friend of mine. I haven't talked to him in years. Mr. Takeo Okada in Osaka, in, uh, Osaka Japan. And guess you made a long distance call to Japan from get, the movie set phone? It, no, from the Brewer's press box. From the Brewer's press box? So it's and going on there, Bill? So they told me, oh, he's not here. He's in Denver. Here's it. What's the number? <laughs> I called him in Denver. <laughs> I made a number of calls. Yeah, they had their lines open and you could make calls wherever. <laughs> well, hey, I had nothing better to do. We At least had, I wasn't Harvey Weinstein. You no, know, we had, when I managed the health club down in Racine, the Valley Health Club is called Victania or whatever back then, we had a guy working for us. And unbeknownst to us, he was calling from the club the psychic hotlines. Oh, no, the, the 900 numbers. The pay, the pay ones. Yeah. Right? Oh, no. And when all of a sudden these huge bills, corporate contacted us, like, who's calling 900 or 800 numbers, you know? <laughs> It was 900, guaranteed. It was that's it 900? Yeah, that's what Yeah, were. yeah, yeah. They used to have, it was either, they, they'd advertise the psychics, and then they'd actually advertise, you'd call the girls, too. You know, one of my old girlfriends was in one of those ads. Really? I looked at her like, oh, my God, that's and her. You know how some of those She's people, hot. you know how some of those people get Watch. you to call them? They'll call, they'll call people, right? I mean, around the country, they'll, they'll make these cold calls. And if when they leave a message, they, they want to leave a message, actually. And they say, hey, look, we got some important information, whatever it is for you. Just call this 1-900, blah, 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 blah. And as soon as you call that 900 number, even if you're only on a minute, it's costing you know, like 10 or 12 bucks. You know, so you never, ever, ever call a 900 number, <laughs> ever. So anyway. I never we call get- anybody back anyway. Yeah. So back to your movie story. Oh, I don't. I, oh, no, is that no, it? Movie, no movie story. I, I was okay. just going to say that, that uh, what's it called? West, not West, what's it called, that that show that's about all the aliens and UFOs? Uh, coast to Coast. Coast to Coast, yeah. No, this movie I was in was a thing that was like that. The guy who wrote it, it was like one of those alien-type Did things. they have like the... Going to different dimensions. 
it sounds like a prime movie for the uh, it, it, mystery theater yeah, science yeah. review, well, where they all, have the three yeah, the yeah, little puppets yeah, reviewing your movie. Yeah, uh, this was only like mystery a half, science theater. Mis- yeah, this was only like a thirty-minute movie. It was one of those, uh, you know, like it, they have at the Keynes Festival or different festivals right, around the right. country. They're they're short movies, you know. Yep. That's what it was. One of those short movies. So, anyway, uh, back to fishing and hunting all the time. <laughs> what? Back to oh wait a minute you had a oh you got to tell us a story later do you want to tell us now your raccoon story or do you want to save that I mean we can I mean we can we can it's fresh it. on your mind yeah, yeah, it's well fresh on your mind it's okay let's so, roll with it why don't you tell us your well, raccoon story when I was when I was living at home at the time I grew up down the street right outside of Whitnall High School and there was a we have you walk outside and we got your and we've got our deck and if you look to the right as you walk out the door you've got our backyard and there's a tree that sits right in front of our house. Um, and there's a raccoon just sitting there chilling. And it's like eight o'clock at night. Um, at the time I was a junior in high school. Um, and this was in the summertime and I was, I think I, there was a sack of baseballs. My dad probably took me to like the batting cage or something mm-hmm. someday. Instead of using the pellet gun, we said, Hey, let's have some fun with it. You were throwing baseballs. At I it. pelted him square square in the face like right yeah. in between the eyes hey. and he just stared really? and he just took it i threw it and my dad takes one chucks at him and just stare he just stood there and took it and then finally my brother andy who was about five or six years older than me was back home from college said yeah i want to give it a try hits it square in the face again and down it goes falling about 10 feet from the tree and you know was laid, it dead? And we thought we thought it was dead and two minutes wasn't. later and then Skirt you know, it off. Animal cruelty is a sign of <laughs> yeah. uh, serial killers yeah. there, my friend. But hold on, there's there's a reason torment behind. and hit animals with baseballs. Uh, we shoot them and kill them humanely with the pellet. We were it was it was out of it was out of actions of defense due to the fact that they the there's a uh, family of raccoons and a family of squirrels that crawled up our vehicles. Mm-hmm. And chewed up all the wiring in my oh, yeah. dad in my dad's okay. van. Yeah, but you and didn't have to brothers. hit him in the face with a, with a, a, with baseball. a baseball. Well, when you do thirty five hundred dollars of damage, you could have taken got a shot. Coming. You could have taken a shotgun and <laughs> blew it. You could have got a broom and just kind of shoved oh, it along his We way. did it the Polish way. We're lazy about I'll it. I'll tell you one thing: you don't want to piss off a raccoon. Or corner them. Thing, those or the corner them. You, they, they, they are mean little know, critters. They are, they are I thought they, I thought when I they hit it, mean. square. When I hit him square in the face, I thought he was. Oh, cripes. He's gonna come right after me. Oh, no! You he know, just stood there and took it. Yeah, we're gonna get the animal activist crowd now. Yeah, after, you can. After <laughs> Christian, kind of he, they're gonna be that? calling the station. <laughs> Who's this Christian Jaskolski guy? <laughs> we want to talk to him. We're gonna put him on. Uh, in, on I don't know. Do whatever they and their do. Their watch list. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The watch list. They're Here's, gonna come here's throw, say whatever. They're gonna throw paint on your leather jacket as you walk down the street <laughs> wearing made, it. Or I made up the story. That's what yeah. the animal rights activists used yeah. to do, Tom. They, yeah, I know. They, back in the day, on the mink, mink on coat, the mink they coats they'd and all throw that? paint on someone's. Yeah. You know what? That's cruelty <laughs> some, to humans. If We're somebody animals. Somebody did that to my coat. That Morning. guy's got a punch coming, I'll tell you what. Uh, only that, one? Yeah. That activist, <laughs> one? there's going to be an assault and battery charge yep. if they think they can. Of course, you know, I don't know if that... I don't know if that stuff goes on today anymore. Full, do they I wouldn't even sell, doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. They even sell fur. Well, there's still a sure. market. Oh, Get God, Fur Fishing yes. Game magazine. Uh, oh, what's yeah. his name? Uh, Ed. 
uh, John's buddy, Ed, was a big trapper. Um, and he had the falcon, too. Oh, yeah, 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 Remember? yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, he used to trap. And yeah. matter of fact, possums, he'd pro a trapper would be the one to tell us how big a possum can get. Seven, nine, nine, twelve, fifty. One to three Give pounds. us a call. No, but like a real monster, how big? What's the biggest? Because yeah, I, mean, I, I think I think they can get possum. I think they can get four or five bucks for possum pelts. Yeah, whatever. Right. Let me get out of this Google search of All right. Tom Newbauer Major League Movie. Yeah, which gave yeah. Me don't even bother. <laughs> don't even bother. We got to go to a break, folks. What time is it? A uh, quarter after seven, roughly. So we got to go to a break. We'll be right back. Uh, you're listening to. He's Danny Bush. Wealthy I'm Tommy, single, the true white landowner from Douglas and, County. Uh, he's Christian Jaskulski on the board. 799-1250 is the phone number. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Tom, you know what hey. I got in my hands? The ba Badger Sportsman. Badger Sportsman, greatest magazine you know what? for Wisconsin outdoorsmen. Chris Carnes from Badger Sportsman Is he might, might be in the studio next week. Well, good. With I was, Ron Heidenreich and myself, yeah. Yeah, because I was going to suggest that, being as, you know, I'm going to be up uh, up in Door County, up in God's country, yeah. catching the next state record smallmouth. But, you know, they got a great magazine, and in the back they got some really, some few funny Funny yes. little thing. Now, make sure you just use Short the clean one. ones. Here's a clean one. <laughs> Arkansas murder. Two reasons why it's so hard to solve a murder in Arkansas. One, the DNA all matches. Two, there are no dental records. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's so bad. bad. My I God. apologize to everybody. Hey. Badger Sportsman said it, not me. Oh, that's here's disclaimer. Another, hey, Danny, here's another one. You know, I mean, okay, this isn't coming from me. This is coming from somebody else. I'm just repeating it. You know, that's all. You know how you compliment a woman from Arkansas or Tennessee or someplace? Huh. Nice tooth. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, that's, you guys boy. are terrible. That's terrible. I know okay. it is. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> You know the definition of a perfect 10. Well, I can't tell you that one. No, That's okay. off no, no. Uh, yeah. Better not. Okay, okay. For, <laughs> here's another one in here. For sale by owner. Complete set of Encyclopedia Britannica, 45 volumes. Excellent condition. 1,000 or best offer. No longer needed. Got married last week. Wife knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's, here's... You know, in the back of Badger Sportsman magazine, they have all these stories, these jokes, whatever. Oh. I'll tell you, that's the best part of the magazine. And oh, you and people can send in their stuff, right. and they might use it, I've too. I've sent a couple in to them. Yeah. It's yeah. good. In fact, there was one I tried forwarding, and I, I'd lost somehow the email address. I didn't get it to them. But, yeah, there's some good ones that you... Uh, and there's some longer ones, but they... They come to a good point. Yes. Yeah, and they got some great articles on uh, on on fishing all over the state and hunting. So great photos. So it's some great uh, some great stuff. Yeah. My first joke was about Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. My buddy was asked, or excuse me, comedian. I just gave it away. Oh. Asked, oh, what's the worst country in the world? Arkansas. Oh, it's the worst country. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Arkansas. It ain't so bad. No, but I'll tell you one thing. You go, I, you know, when I was young, my, my, well, my first boat was a, a you know, sixteen foot like rowboat, whatever. But anyway, but my first bass boat was, you know, what it was? It was a bass tracker. Remember those? They still make them, bass trackers. Oh yeah. And I went down to Springfield, Missouri, to pick it up, 
And my wife and I were going down there to pick it up and we're looking at all these stores, these gas stations as you're driving through. Every other one is named Virgil, Virgil's gas station, Virgil's drugstore, Virgil's department store, Virgil this, Virgil that. Every it's I said to my wife, I said, My God, I says, I think half of the people guys in this, you know, state are named Virgil. Well, we get to Springfield, Missouri, and uh we get up to the counter to, you know, pick up my bass tracker. Guess what the guy's name is? <laughs> I started laughing. He says, Vir- his name is Virgil. I started laughing. He says, what's so funny? And I said, no offense, but I said, there's a lot of people down here named Virgil. <laughs> you know? It was just funny, you know? And and you know who the most famous person? Well, I don't think he, yeah, most Vir- famous Virgil person. Ward. Yeah, from Virgil Ward was the and most famous And he invented person. the, the Beatles spin. The Beatles spin. And I think he had a few. Hey. I got to tell you, over at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, you know, they got those brand new Alumacraft rowboats, and they got eight-horse Yamaha motors on the mm-hmm, back that mm-hmm. start easy. They're great. Uh, you can rent one for all day. I forget what the price is. But anyway, uh, you can rent just a rowboat or a boat with a motor. Either way. And, of course, Smokey's has got all the the bait you need, live bait, and they got all kinds of tackle, not just for muskies, but also for panfish and bass and walleyes and northerns and all that stuff. Well, anyway. I, you know, when I switched over all the tackle from Smokey's bait shop when they sold that property and, and Lowy asked me to move everything over to the musky shop, well, let's face it, I couldn't put everything that was in that bait shop into the musky shop because the musky shop is full of musky stuff. So I had a, an area for the all the other stuff, right? So I had to get rid of a lot of stuff. But I kept, there were a few cards, there's 12 on a card, there were like three cards of Roadrunners. You know what those are, Right, right. Now, for people who don't know what a Roadrunner is, it's a jig with a marabou tail, and underneath the jig is a little spinner, okay? Well, we only had two left, and I said, people are buying these? And Rick, one of the associates over there at Smokey, said, yeah, I've been selling them, and Ron told me, and I think Nick told me he sold some. So I ordered more Roadrunners, uh, and so now we have more roadrunners in there but i guess people are using those roadrunners for catching bluegills i mean not bluegills but crappies and i bet you the bass are hitting them too but they're mainly Road using runner. them for yeah they're using them for describe crappies. it again it's uh it's a jig with a marabou tail yeah and uh underneath the jig is a little spinner i think i've seen those you sure you i know you have once you yeah. see it you say oh yeah it's like an upside down beetle spin it kind like with hair of like of that. rubber yeah with uh marabou hair marabou hair and so. if i'm not mistaken I think those are made by Blakemore. Yeah. And they've been around, I mean, I mean, I remember those when I was a kid, you know. I mean, those right. have been around forever. And it just goes to show there are certain lures that stand the test of time. They're around forever, and they still catch fish. You know what changes, though? Maybe the sizes, the colors, you know, sizes and colors. You know, right. they, they start playing with a I'll lot of stuff. I'll bet I can still go to Canada and use a red and white daredevil <laughs> and catch a lot of northerns. Well, you know why? I think that is because there's a lot of northerns there, and they're going to bite whatever. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I, I think some of those areas, some I'm not saying all areas, but some of those areas in Canada, some of those lakes, you can throw almost anything in there and catch fish. As a kid, you know? I'd have some of the original daredevils, but then I did start using knockoffs that weren't the original but still a red and white spoon. And I Not got, as good. I caught no. Were caught, they as good? I caught plenty of yeah. northerns on them. Yeah. The only th- the thing that was good about them is the cheap knockoffs generally were lighter than the regular yes, daredevil. Yes, So you yes. could didn't get snagged as much. You could, yeah. You could. Uh, yeah. I think daredevils are daredevils are made of brass, 
I mean, I they're, think they're real solid. Uh, yeah, you want to know, the last time I really used Daredevils to catch a bunch of fish, I was using the a, a smaller size one, one mm-hmm. you'd probably use for pike. And they Daredevils started getting real creative. They didn't make them just in red and white, black and white, or five of diamonds. Yeah. They had all kinds of different funky patterns. Mm-hmm. And I was chucking those off the Kenosha uh, Pier there at the Kenosha Harbor for browns years ago. And they worked fantastic for they the browns. Did, eh? Yeah. So, and that was the original Daredevil, which it was good there because you needed some heft to launch a long cast. And then we'd count them down. My suggestion for someone who's fishing like a harbor like that yeah. and it's 20, 30 feet deep. The browns out there, they can be at different levels in the water column. Sure. Yeah. So you got to do some experimenting. Uh, you can work on casting it out, let it sink to the bottom, and work it back slow. You can count to 10, then work it back. Mm-hmm. You can chuck and cast immediately. But once you find out, then you just duplicate that mm-hmm. you know, for your casting from the pier, and that, that mm-hmm. would work pretty good. You know, this is Memorial Weekend. A lot of people forget Memorial Day is all about and all that. But I've got a special treat. Now, we're going to make jazz work a little bit here. Uh, i got a special treat for our listeners, all right? Uh, What's the, the treat, Frank, Tom? Frank over at Cubby Tackle, they make the mini mites, uh, he sent me some hats, and he says, you know, he says uh, Memorial Weekend is coming up and all that. He said, here's some hats to give away. So you know what I'm going to do, Jazz? Now, it's going to take a while, okay, to do it, but here, here, here's a paper and a pad, uh, a pen. Here you go. Come on, take this. Got it. I'm going to give I, away. I didn't sign up for this. Rather, right. I'm giving away. Are you ready for this? I'm giving away five, and these are like, they go for like about 30, 25 bucks, 30 bucks, these hats. They're beautiful hats. They're awesome. I'm going to give away five Mini Mite hats. Cubby tackle. Cubby hat. Cubby hats. They got a little mini mite on the side. They say cubby on the front, and they're different colors. So you never, I mean, whatever you color you get, that's what you're going to get. You don't get a choice because there's three different colors. But I'm going to give away five of them, okay? And uh, to the first five callers. Now, stay on the line because Jazz has got to write all this stuff down. You know, I don't all even these have names five lines to work with. Well, you hang Folks, up one, you pick up the other. Yeah, you hang no, up yeah, one, yeah, you pick yeah, up the yeah. other. It's and all we simple. need is your name and your address. Jazz will write it down nicely so that I can read it. <laughs> five, five mini mite hats jazz, or cubby hats. Jazz has good handwriting. I can. All right. Yeah, Billy, Schm- you know, baby Tosh on the other hand. Yeah, his college oh, degree did I not work never, with his no, penmanship. Was, well, he was a terrible. lineman, you know. All right, we're going to go to a break. The first five callers at 799-1250 will get a free Cubby hat, uh, courtesy of uh, Cubby Tackle, who make the Mini Mites. Uh, Frank, Kurt, the owner. Frank, the owner. He was very Thank nice. You, Frank. And uh, so be a caller now. We'll be right back. Here's the next uh, uh, break, I guess, here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. And 
defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooters Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. 799-1250. Give us a call if you got a hunting or fishing report. Someone out there, my brother's already whacked a bunch of turkeys. He keeps buying, tag, shooting turkey. Buying, tag, shooting turkey. <laughs> buying, shoot turkey. Uh, someone out there must have some uh, turkey hey. uh, turkey stories. Oh, my Sweet. buddy Jake at Carly's, yeah. his son uh, Brody, shot a big bird. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he showed me a picture. I think he got two, maybe. Yeah. Speaking Good of, job, Brody. Yeah. Speaking of turkeys... I am cooking a turkey tomorrow. Yeah. Going to make it, you know, whenever they have them on sale at Thanksgiving, we always buy two. Right. Because we like to have one later on in the year. So tomorrow's the day. Now, I, the thing is, is that we had, last week, they said this Sunday, tomorrow, was going to be like in the 60s. Right. So my wife says, okay, I'll take that turkey out of the freezer because it takes five, six days right. to thaw out, you know. Right. And, uh, and then we'll make it in the oven. Well, then when they change the forecast, say it's going to be like around 90, my wife's going, oh, should I put it back? I said, no, turn on the air conditioning and fire that baby up. I said, or I'll put it on the grill, which I love turkeys from the grill. But see, the thing, the problem when you put a bird on the grill or anything on the yeah. grill, unless you, and I got to get one of these, I promise I will. It's, it's a thermometer that tells you what the temperature is in the grill. Because it's hard to regulate that temperature if you don't know what the temperature is. And generally... Can't you just pull the old rectal thermometer out of the no, bathroom? No, 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 <laughs> I've, I've got an instant read thermometer for the, the bird, sure you, you know, it. for the meat and the bird and all that stuff. I've got one of those. But you need one of those thermometers because a grill is just like an oven, but it's hard to regulate it if you don't know what the temperature is in there. And generally, grills will be a lot hotter than ovens. Because really? if you have more coals in there, it's going to get really more hot. More fire. Yeah, it's going to be hotter in there. So so she said, ah, you know, you don't regulate that so good. I said, hey, I, I watch it. I take care of it. You know, you do it indirect me method. But, you know, this is a smaller turkey. You know, we don't get one so, of those big ones. But but she does, didn't want it on the grill, so I'm putting it in the oven, and we'll have to crank yeah. up the air. So do you know what my <laughs> suggestion, Tom, is for those of you, our listeners out there, that didn't go buy two turkeys on sale and can prepare and fix it themselves. <laughs> you want to get some grill stuff going, drive out to Bucky's Fine Meats there in McGuanago. Yeah. And you can pick up all the grilling stuff that yep. will make you a hit for the Memorial Day holiday yep. this weekend. Yep. And if you and you know what? And if you don't want to grill it yourself, you go to the beer depot in Pewaukee and get a rack couple racks of ribs. Racks they're already made. They're all done. Already cooked. So <laughs> yeah, you can and get they're very lots, good. Of, yeah. lots of good stuff. Yeah. And if you go to Bucky's, you can yeah. get the get those brats with the cheese inside. That's yeah. what I got. Those are good. They're I huge like too. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just your average size brat. Yeah. Those yeah. are good. So yeah, it's gotta, lots of good eats you, coming up this weekend. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people this time of you know, a Memorial weekend, a lot of people, you know, they're spending time with family and friends and they're have barbecuing, you know, and they're going out and they're having parties and whatever. And a lot of times people kind of like to tend to forget what they think, oh, Memorial Day, I get a day off, you know. But they tend to forget that there's a reason we have Memorial Day. You know, there's been hundreds of thousands of people who have given their lives, you know, all the way back to the Revolutionary War, you know, to get away from Great Britain. 
I mean, and it's still going on today. And and those people who have given their lives, those are the people who are honored on Memorial Day. So, you know, you know, I think we can take a few seconds out of our day just to at least in our own minds think about that. You know, you know, I was going through the house up there in Green Bay, you know, after I survived the attack from the world record possum. And uh, I was going through a bunch of stuff. And, you know, my grandfather was in World War One, mm-hmm. And the story was he came down from Canada and he actually was a Canadian citizen. But I guess the deal was if you went and fought in the war, you could get a Social Security mm-hmm. number and you could be you could become a U.S. citizen. So that's basically what he did. But uh, I knew he was in World War One. My dad told me stories how on the farm he'd start having a hard time breathing and coughing and he'd say i'm not going to let this beat me because apparently he'd been mustard ga- he had mu- he oh. gotten gas mustard gas so we're oh. going through all these th- all these records there and there's in there is a plaque with an award i don't know i, I don't know if he would have got the purple heart for this one or what he got but it, it was a certificate of valor for i believe it said the battle of argonne and Argonne. Argonne. And yeah. it said mustard gas. It said Ooh. right in there that he'd gotten mustard gas. So my nephew said, you're not going to throw this out, are you? And I said, no, I'm going to hold on to this. I believe that, uh, I believe I saw something on the History Channel where uh, Hitler, I believe, fought in that battle in World War One. I. I think he did, yeah. I think yeah, he, he was he in was that in battle. There. And there was some there. strange story where uh, yeah. an Allied soldier could have shot him but didn't shoot him. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, um, God, I was just going to tell you something, too, about, oh, geez. And, uh, you know, I hate this when I get this thought, but I, I'm listening to what you're saying, right? And I get a thought, and then I lose it. <laughs> I've noticed, I've noticed <laughs> that lose, you've been losing stuff like, a lot I lately, Tom. That. It seems oh, to be. It. Yeah. You I know, need, you know again, I need? it's all those concussions when no, you were a football I, I, star I, I at need, I, no, I Milwaukee no, no. East High School. No, I went to Washington. Well, first I went to Pius. Okay. I went to Pius High School, but they didn't have a sense of humor, and they asked me to leave after, I think it was the first half of sophomore yeah, year. Yeah, you were a dirt ball they, there they causing problems. Me, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they said, so you hung I, out with the dirts. So, no, no. no. We, we, back then we were called greasers. You were one of the greasers. Greasers, yeah. Looked a lot like. I don't know why we got that name, but anyway, uh, but then I finished up at Washington High School. You know, okay. So, but uh, no, we can some... turn that music off there. Yeah. I keep hearing in my left ear. Oh, no. It's driving... Memorial Day music. That's fine. It's driving me nuts. All right. <laughs> You're, you can be happy in your own little world right, over there. All right. All right. No, I don't want to hear that in my left ear anymore. You guys were talking. You were talking, you were getting yeah. real down into the history. And yeah, I thought, but, you oh, know what, I'm going to play the You know what I do, music. dummy, no, when I, I'm driving I, down the road, hey. I turn the radio off yeah. when I got to concentrate. <laughs> yeah, and I just remembered what it was. Okay, years ago, I'm up at the Chippewa Flowage. And th- this has something to do with Memorial Day. See, this Tom is can remember Memorial stuff. Day. Yeah, I remember it now. I'm up at the Chippewa Flowage, right? <clears throat> and there's this little island up there. Uh, John Detloff showed it to me. And it was an uh, Indian burial ground. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. We th- I told we you that before. Yeah. Well, what was interesting, and of course, a lot of the graves were moved once they flooded the the mm-hmm. the, the, the lake, you know, and uh, all the lakes they, they flooded it, and anyway, it became the Chippewa. They'd see Flowage. ghosts there and stuff. Oh, they've seen lots of stuff. Well, anyway, um, Al Denninger used one to write the, about it. Right. One of the what's amazing is one of the gravestones there, and and you know, American Indians didn't become U.S. citizens until later on after the First World War, but there was a plaque of a of an American Indian 
He was a sergeant. Right. I think it was a sergeant. It could have been a private. I forget. Well, anyway, and he died fighting for this country in the First World War, right? He died, and and he wasn't even a citizen yet. That I mean, that just seems kind of odd. You know, wasn't even a citizen yet, but yet he was overseas fighting for this country. Yeah, it was. I thought, and and there the gravestone still is. You know, it was. I don't know. I just yeah, I guess a lot of a lot of forgotten heroes that. Yeah, and I think he that, died in nineteen seventeen. I think it was. Sometimes you know you you look at that and you, you and you think you know I wonder who he was, wonder what his family was like. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, we've been fortunate. There's been uh, for every hero, so-called hero, movie star, athlete that we have running around today, getting all the. Uh, accolades there's a million heroes that have died quietly unsung heroes Mm -hmm. which allow us to have the country that we do have today yes you're exactly right and with that we got to take a break folks 799-1250 is the phone number we'll be right back with more we are dan and tom and jazz on the boards on 105.7 fm the fan Shooter Supply, Cutting Edge Outdoors, and uh, on the line we have joining us. Uh, do we have a technician from Pewaukee, or what we've do we have? got Rick over in Pewaukee? Yes, Rick. Good morning. Uh, are you there? I can't hear if you're on or not. Yep, yes, we're yeah, here, we're here. Oh, hey, hey how's it going? I'm um, just calling uh, as long as you're talking about you know the greatness of the veterans and everything, which they are great. Uh, WABTA is having their Wounded Warrior Tournament on Pewaukee Lake on June 9th. At the sports dock, I believe it is. Oh, okay. Kind of kitty corner to uh, Michael's house of Prime right. on that side. Right, yep. right. And uh, they have a band, they have a color guard come through, they shoot the rifles. Uh, my sister actually sings the uh, uh, national anthem. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool deal. So I think last year we had uh, 12 wounded warriors in the tournament, and uh, every year we've raised more money, uh, and it has grown uh, pretty much. Uh, every year, I think it was close to $6,000 last year or something like that. So so if someone wants to contribute and or get involved, compete, what's the, what do they do? Show up. Just show up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When is that again? June 9th, you said? June 9th. Uh, the tournament starts at 6 in the morning, but the weigh-in's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. All right. And that's when all the stuff happens and everything. But Okay. You're going to have then, a raffle out there, too, or something? Yeah, normally they do, but I think they changed it up a little bit this year. They made the tournament, actually, every two hours you you can weigh in a big fish. So then um, they kind of made it where you pay for the entry fee and then you donate $100 uh, per person to uh, the Wounded Warrior Fund. Okay. So and it's a bass uh, tournament? Is that what you're fishing? Yeah. Okay. Now, is there a phone number or something, or people could just call the sports doc? Yeah, I don't know what that is, though, Tom. No, no, that uh, people can Google the sports doc, and they can sure, get a number sure. there. Okay. I, about 20 years ago, I did a fishing rap on Tom's radio show. So Really? You did a what? He knows who I am. He, uh, he, fishing he, rap. He did a fishing raffle on your show, Tom. Rap. Rap. 
rap. A like fishing? rap. Rhyming. Oh, you did a like, rap. Oh, like rappity hippity hop. Oh, like. rap rap. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No, I, I'm I'm getting old, so I forget a lot Can of stuff. Can we hear that rap again? Uh, I'll give you a little bit of it. Okay, Tell here you, we go. My name is Rick, and I'll make you sick because I'll kick your butt with my fishing stick. Don't be dissing. You better be wishing. You don't have to deal with me and fishing. <laughs> now, do you remember, Tom? Yeah, I, I think I do remember that. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks a lot. I was going to tell you, you had a hard act to follow after Kevin yeah. sang to us this morning. Yeah. But, boy, yeah. I think you topped him. We got a singer. But, we got a really rapper. If anybody's in the area or whatever just wants to stop by and see a weigh-in uh, for a bass tournament yeah. and get to meet uh, some wounded warriors and maybe donate a little something-something or whatever, it's been going on for five years now. And like I said, it just keeps getting bigger every year. And, All right. Uh, well, good luck, Rick. Good, thanks. We appreciate it. All right. Yep, you take care. Bye now. Yep. Bye. All right. And... Uh, what? Hey, oh, you wanted to mention some somebody you well, know is coming Fred on. Mike Scott Ma- is coming on. Uh, Mike baseball, uh Baseball coach extraordinaire from uh, my high school, Ronald Reagan High School. So um, he's going to be on at 10 o'clock today with Mike McGivern. So I want all of our listeners out there to uh, be back at 10 o'clock listening to the show. Yeah. No, yeah. In, in, a couple you, of years ago, the Reagan baseball team had one of the greatest upsets in high school sports history in Wisconsin. Yeah, they beat yeah. uh, they beat Arrowhead, I believe. Well, yeah. yeah, and they got uh, you know one of uh, our former pitchers is in Arizona now. I think he's going to be on at eleven. So yeah, lots to listen to today. Yeah, there's. I'll tell you what. There's a lot of good fishing now. Uh, you know, uh, it, boy, I'll tell you. You know, the one guy was talking about bass on beds. I personally, I mean, since I when I start when I fished bass tournaments, Danny, it's like uh, if there was a bass tournament and it was at a time when bass were spawning or whatever, and there were male bass on beds that were big enough. Yes, I I would take them. Yes, but after I stopped fishing bass tournaments, I use I I leave the bass alone when they're on the beds. I figure let them do their thing because on a lake like let's say Pine Lake along mm-hmm. North and South Lake or Nagawicka along North and South Lake. You can find like bass if they're spawning in the north end, they'll be in pre-spawn in the south end. Well, and when they're you know spawning in the south end, they're in post-spawn in the north end. You can always find pre-spawn or post-spawn bass. But let me ask you, Tom. It seems like bass are so plentiful in all these lakes, like Milwaukee, for example. Do they? I I don't know this, and I should know this. Does the DNR actually stock bass? No, they don't. No, I didn't think so. They don't have to. So. It doesn't sound like we really got to worry about oh, them with the spawning deal yeah. anyway. I don't really worry about them. I just figure, you know, hey, man, that, that dude's protecting all those little eggs. You know, because a lot of, if the listeners don't know, you know, once the male and female bass do their thing, the female takes off. She The guarding of the nest is up to the male. And, you know, and I just figure, well, he's got a tough enough job. Go ahead, guard your nest, guard your little fry and whatever, and I'll catch you next week. <laughs> you know, or I'll go out and try to find the females that are in post spawn. No. They're hungry, so they're going to eat a little What's bit. What spawn first, bluegills or bass? Uh, or it's a, a lot the around same. the same time. Right. It's usually bluegills are just a tad later, or sometimes they could be a little before. Because I got they're little male iffy. bass yeah. swimming around like crazy yeah. and bluegills like crazy. Yeah. And there are yeah. beds out there. Yeah. It looks like the bluegills are starting to go It's usually the bluegills, beds. yeah. I Although said I shouldn't before, say bluegills, I shouldn't. it's mostly pumpkin seeds by me. Pumpkin seeds, for some reason, will come in a little bit earlier than the bluegills. Right. I mean, they're, And there's just loads of them. But the thing with pumpkin seeds, I mean, they're, I think they're one of the prettiest fish next to a brook trout, yeah. you know, coloration-wise. Yeah. Yeah. 
but when you f- their their backs are kind of on an angle, they're, like if their you catch cage, a, I've heard is more pronounced comes out to the side. And yeah. you don't get as much thick. Right. Meat if you fillets. if you catch a let's say an eight on eight inch bluegill and an eight inch pump eight inch pumpkin seed, you'll have more meat on the eight inch bluegill than on the pumpkin seed. Right. It it just well, I have kind of the know. same problem when I fillet crappies, Tom. I don't get a whole lot of meat on those either. Seems well, like. They're rather thin on the sides. If if they're a little, if they're bigger, okay. If they're bigger crappies and a little bit thicker, yeah. Then there's enough on there, you know. But I know what you mean. If they're like those nine ten inches, you know, which are decent for filleting, you mainly get the the back part, not so much around the rib cage, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know exactly what you mean. And you know, we were talking about this the other day uh, about eating fish and all that. And I've I've had a bad tasting just about any kind of fish except for two. I've never had a bad tasting bluegill or perch. You know how sometimes you're eating, you're, you're filleted, uh, you cook up a bunch of different fish, and every now and then you get that one piece that is like fishy tasting. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not right. You know, I've never had a bad bluegill or perch ever. You know. Well, I think I've gotten a lot fussier with when I clean fish, Tom. I, I make sure I clean anything that isn't white, the brown or the oh red yeah, yeah, or any, yeah, yeah, get yeah. that off, take too. all that off, yeah. Yeah. Rinse it real I, good, you know, because yep, yep. if you leave, get a bunch of fish slime or something on a fillet, that's obviously or, or like, not going to be good. Or like a lot of times when, you, when you're when you filleting them and you cut them, you get a lot of blood in the meat, you know, and you want to make sure you rinse all of that out of there, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, and you got to always look for those bones, too. You know, you got to look for little bones in there to cut out, you know. Take that strip out the oh. middle of the walleye. They call that yep, uh, yep. zipping, zipping yeah. or whatever. Every, yeah. all, all the... Well, except for musky and northern, but bass have that, bluegills have that. Right. But I got to tell you, I was, there was a cooking show on, and this guy, some famous chef, right, in uh, Seattle, and he was serving these 12 people salmon uh, on a cedar plank salmon. And he tells the people, hey, there's bones in these fish, so be careful, but I don't want to hear any whining about it. And I thought, you lazy slob, you. You couldn't take a few seconds out to pull those pin bones out? You're serving bones in those fish? I thought, you son of a gun. Anyway, happy Memorial Day, Danny and Jazz and all our listeners. That's all I got. Yeah, me too, but we'll have a lot more next week, Danny. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. God bless, stay free. Talk to you all next week. Oh, shoot. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.